0: Oh last week's gone. Okay, it'll be 2695. <laughs> All right. Now, I read something as as we're going along with this. So, no, and I am I'm, I'm serious. I think many times we actually miss the miracle of God or coming to know him simply because we our ears are not attuned to really hear the voice of the Lord. We we talked about this quite a while and and I, I don't want to Blabber the point, but it says, incline your ear to wisdom. Learn to hear God speaking to you. Not something that comes natural. As a matter of fact, it's a very unnatural thing to do. It's something that has, you know, I need to bend my ear to that. That's why Jesus would say, those that have ears to hear, let them hear. See, many times we kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 got that. But we don't really like, oh. Not just hear the words. We can, hear, we can all hear, like, good teaching, you know. hear the intent of that teaching. You hear the why and the reason for that means, like, oh, that's my Father's heart. That's why many times the Pharisees would actually fall into it. They would actually practice the Word. Jesus says, you're studying the Word, you're doing it, but you're missing it because they just fall into their own idea and they never really heard God. They just said, oh, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. And we begin to set up our own righteousness and our own paths, being deceived. And this is not what God desires for his people. Now, I read something, I think a couple of weeks ago, and it kind of been, it stuck with me. Being a disciple. What does it mean to be a disciple? Being a disciple is not just being good. As a matter of fact, it has nothing to do with being good so ever. There is many, many good people. I would venture to say there's people probably much better than me, much better than you. Probably actually, some people better than the Lord, if they would, you know, in their own interpretation. Being good is not God's intent for being a disciple. Is not God's intent. Say, oh, I'm a disciple. Well, oh, I've got this. I believe this. That is not God's intention. We're going to see that the young rich ruler, he was a good man. And God didn't condemn him for being the good man, but it's not the purpose of God. That's not being a disciple, and actually being good has nothing to do with being a disciple, and it can actually get in the way of what God has for you. So, what does it mean to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus? See, I don't understand that. See, how many people can like, okay, let's be if I, if I ask you how to be good. I think everybody could probably give me an answer, couldn't you? You know, maybe it might not be 100% right, but man, I, don't, I do this. I brush my teeth in the morning. You know, I don't kick dogs. I'm like this. I come to church. I pay my time. But to follow Jesus is like, I don't know exactly what that means. And you fall back on, again, the same list. Well, following Jesus means, you know, you don't smoke, you don't chew, and you don't run around with girls that do. That's probably, you know, a generally good rule of thumb. (laughs) We won't get into chewing tobacco. Okay. This is why Jesus said, I'm going to tell you the truth, but you're not going to want to hear it. He says that we really like to believe a lie more than the truth. And that's why he said, I came in my Father's name and you wouldn't believe me. But there's one coming, Antichrist, not just a person as the Antichrist, spirit of Antichrist that tells you a lie... And I, that, that sounds pretty good. So, Moses, again, we don't really, again, I need to like, oh, truth. I do know how to hear truth. Jesus has to teach me what truth is. And unless I come to that realization, I many times am being deceived because I have my own form of godliness or my own ideas that says, this is truth and this is truth, this is what I know and what. Then I come and say, that's why Jesus would say to him, where will you go also? they said, so we, we, we have heard something. We don't understand all that you're saying. I can't explain all that you're saying. But you have the words of eternal life. You, God Almighty, the Creator of the universe, have called me, therefore forsake everything else, even my own ideas. And I'll cleave to you and you hold me as you desire. Most of us don't allow that molding to go on. We might have a certain degree. We're going to look at why, why many of us miss the miracle because God desires to take us past to be good he actually wants to take us past now again like we need to hear tr- truth is more important or more valuable or more right than honesty and Don preached on this I don't know quite a while ago but it always kind of rings in my- Some how many people here sometimes are just honest and because of your honesty you don't serve God That was Jonah's problem. He honestly said, "God's going to forgive him. I'm not doing this." The uh, the man that hid his talent. I know who God is. You know, I'm afraid of Him and hid his talent. Many times, oh, you know what? I'm just being honest with you. I'm I'm a sinner. I can't really serve God. I'm just honest with you. I can't really do that. Just be. Now, rarely will we be honest in, in, in a way that provokes us to do the will of God. So beware. Honesty is probably a good thing in the normal understanding of it. You chop down that cherry tree. Well, I cannot tell a lie. My brother did it. That would be... Yes, I did. That, that is a, that's a right thing. But the honesty that any of us use is not upholding truth. Jesus never talked about, I'm telling you honestly, you know, this is... I'm telling you truth. Truth is an unchangeable reality. Truth really is God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that is like a gyroscope, or more than that, it just it holds us when honesty is moving and this is moving and I and goodness, all these. This is truth. I will then conform to that. Without the understanding of truth, we go about establishing our own lives. So we want to look at truth apart from honesty. And I'm just going to read one little thing that I wrote down here. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Okay, so we're going to look at the discipleship. What is discipleship? Following Jesus. Now, many times that will cost you your goodness, your reputation, your ideas, as it costs Jesus everything. See? Now, many times we do not follow Jesus, we follow godliness. And and this is is the actual thing that actually led Paul, used to be Saul, before he he had the revelation of truth in his life. The thing that motivated Paul was his godliness. And when Jesus Christ appeared to him, all his righteousness became as filthy rags, he said. And when that happened, what took place? His life transformed from what? Not from being a bad person to a good person, but from being his own man to a man who follows Jesus Christ. What did that following of Jesus Christ actually do to his life? It killed his godliness. So that once he was a man, he could boast of how good he was, how godly he was. Now he's eating pulled pork sandwiches. He's working on the Sabbath. He's Hanging out with Gentiles. said, all that is garbage. That's not what God called me to. He called me to follow Him. And he will lead us, as He says to Peter, I'm going to lead you where you wouldn't go on your own. See, my set of godly rules isn't going to take me where Jesus wants me to go. See, my set of godly rules might keep me aloof, might keep me safe, might keep me picking and choosing of what I want. Might have Jesus over for dinner, but that's about it. I'm not going to break an alabaster box and put it on his feet and be made a laughing stock. Because I've gotten, I. How many people here have got some integrity? You need to get rid of it. Jesus lost everything. He said when he was hanging on the cross, naked. He said he looked at himself in Psalms, saw not a man but a worm. How many people would be willing. None of us would. Be. It would only be Christ. And that's really... When they saw the disciples that were ignorant and unlearned, you know what they marveled at? They didn't marvel that they they were so good. They didn't marvel that they became a godly people. They said something very interesting. These men are following Jesus. And that's why they wanted to get rid of That's an unstoppable quality the Holy Spirit. Not even a quality. It's life of God. Now, if we don't understand that, most of the time we'll come to church, we'll think good things, we'll pick and choose some things, and we're trying to wash ourselves up to be good people. That is not God's intent. He was disciples. Disciples are people who follow Jesus wherever he goes. Amen. Peter, do you love me? Follow me. Not here as you listen. Follow me and let me lead you. Now, that's going to take, and we're going to, but we're going to see Jesus talks up this continually. The New Testament is full of this. The, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. So a disciple is one. That follows Jesus no matter what. Now, sometimes we get a little indignant because we because some of the the Pharisee in us hasn't been totally killed. We saw Jesus on the way, and we go, "Wow, that was a great experience." But change my life? Uh uh-uh. uh I've got some values that I'm not going to change for anybody. What about for Jesus? Well, no, I'm godly man. Jesus thought it's so important to fulfill the Word of God and God's purpose. He was so in love with His Father, He thought His life of no value, that Jesus would become what? Would you become sin? Would you spit on yourself for lack of a better word? Would you say, Oh, but I've always held this in high esteem. I've always believed this. And God says, You can't take that in, rich man. You're gonna to have to let go, or you will not be able to follow. Jesus could have said, Man, I must tell God, I'll never become sin. And Jesus became sin that we might be the righteousness. He went beyond all things. He went beyond who he was because the love of the Father was greater. He was not only setting the example. He is the example. He's the way, the truth, and the life. But it wasn't like he think godliness was something to hold on to. He didn't think his own values and his own rights were something to, Those are people that follow Jesus. Those are the ones that will turn the world upside down. The ones that pick and choose. Oh, you know, I, I saw Jesus on the way, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I've, I, I've got values here. I've always been taught not to work on a... No, no, no. God love you, but that's not a disciple. I'm just being honest with you. That honesty may cause you some serious, serious trouble. I, I've always... And Paul's honest. He said, I, I've been serving God from my forefathers. I have a long generation, a history of these values, uh, Galenic um, traditions. But I saw Jesus. If you've seen Jesus, all of these must become nothing. Because if they are not, they'll become an idol and something that pulls you away from following Jesus. Our work is to follow Jesus. And that, that's the that's th- hardest thing because it has no value in this world. See, there's nothing I could brag about. And nothing that says, wow, you know, oh man. And I think it's good to have a good reputation as much as possible. The Bible talks clear about that. But that only is in the light of pursuing God's Word. Okay, let's turn to John chapter 18. This idea of following Jesus. And in order to follow Jesus, what we talk about is we don't want to miss a miracle. The many times we actually miss following Jesus or miss following getting our miracle is because it comes along with a hard saying. And I don't know what's the problem, but I don't know how else to say it. The problem with hearing the hard saying, the problem with hearing God, it doesn't come with a preparation. It doesn't come, get ready. This is a hard saying that's going to prepare you to know God. It comes out of left field. It comes out of what is going on here. It's nothing like and that's why we need people that are having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, knowing that truth is the center and everything else is nothing. So when I begin to incline my ear to hear that wisdom, i begin to incline not just my ear, but my whole being to say, this is God molding me. This is God saying, let that part go. Let this go. Follow me. And if that's not there, other things are going to come up and say, well, metrics can't be right. I don't. And look at that. So set your heart to be a disciple, follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and allow Him to lead. So you let your values. Well, man, how many people get offended, angry when you get challenged about something? Well, you you find that right in the Bible. They actually wanted to gnash on Him with their teeth. They got so angry, and what did He, he was just telling them the truth? He was just telling the truth. They wanted to kill Jesus. They wanted to stone Him. They wanted to get rid. They persecuted the. Tr- why? Because hearing truth that says, and when you hear truth, when you actually hear it, see, I think people that persecute the church have actually heard God, yeah. but they don't yield to that. It just. <laughs> How many, anybody here ever been angry like that, besides me? Should be. And they say, now I go, oh God, that's not, that's not. There's, some, there's a reason why I get angry. Now you can blame it on da 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 da, or you can say. God. Take the coal. Cleanse his lips. Rain it down on his head. Straighten out the church. Guy doesn't... Cleanse my lips. Take the coal. Cleanse my lips. Now do you know where that wrong is found? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's Isaiah. Isaiah was prophet of God whom God basically called. and Isaiah doesn't say thank God I heard him for those dirty rotten sinners out there. He's cleansed my lips, because I'm a man clean lips, living in the midst a swirl. He understood he needed to be cleansed. So will take. See now, many times if you hear that, many times a, a reaction like that will should just be to signify you're wrong. God's eye. Now you'll be able to justify it because I man I my fathers they didn't mean they did and I know and I. And we're going to see that the only thing that God is looking for is will you follow me? Will you trust me? It will cost you your reason, it will cost you your logic, and it's only the only, the only value of serving God is in God's eyes. There will be nothing in us. and as Jesus says, the flesh profits nothing. There will be nothing in you that will be able to glory. It's only God says. That's my beloved son. That's who I keep Puts Now that is, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why I believe it says, they're going to know you, you're my disciples, because of your love one to another. That's not a natural thing. Most of us will kind of be oh, put up with one another, and actually maybe even be nice to one another. But when it comes to laying down my life, start actually hearing God tell me, what He wants, how He wants me to to let God put me in situation I don't want to be in? Uh, no, thank you. Again, it doesn't come with a sign that says, this is a test. It's going to come as an attack against your entire life, your thoughts, your Godness, your intentions. It's going to question. Are you questioning my intentions? Absolutely. Absolutely, because God does. He says, let me tell you about your intentions. Every one of your hearts are wicked. You're deadly. you got the poison of asps. I don't even know what an asp is. Like a deadly snake. Under your tongue. You, your hands are full of innocent blood. Well, offended. That's why I'm telling you that. Yeah, right. You, If you're not offended, you know how hard-hearted you would have to be? Yeah. I'm glad you're offended. God has given us one of the greatest gifts in the world. It's called repentance. Yeah. Get offended don't stay there, repent. When you get offended, you're the one that's wrong. We never see that. We can read Love doesn't get offended. Oh, it sounds good. How many people here have gotten offended this morning? And are blaming Guess what? You're wrong. Love doesn't get offended. The practicing of that gets re I'd rather and see oh, isn't this oh I saw light and Jesus was there. Immediately after seeing the light, you know what happened to Paul? He's blind. Ah. And he wandered around that for three, seven days? Do you remember? He didn't eat, had, had had someone come and heal him. Isn't it amazing? The God who was able to redeem him, give him a vision, doesn't heal. He sends was it Ananias to heal him. A man that obviously knew Paul's reputation? A man that Paul would have persecuted, thrown in prison, maybe killed a few days earlier? Paul's enemy! Now see, how many people have ever asked this question? Why? Anybody here besides me? Why is happening? Why can't God do that? See, our value is so... Because I'm looking at, like, why can't God do this for me? Why can't this happen? Why? Why is this happening? Looking at the wrong goal. The why is because he's getting us to follow Jesus. How many of us ever look at it from that perspective? I don't really care where he is. I don't want to do this.
1: I don't want to do this. And we,
0: we come to that motive rather than truth That's I'm called, and everything God is doing, is to have me become a disciple that will be able to glorify his name. Now, see, that... There's no value to you in this world in that. There's not, nothing that say, wow, that's great. Now again, we, we, I don't know about you, but see, my soul is dancing. But there's got to be something I get out of it. I mean, we always kind of look at things. We're like Jake, We're the schemer. You know, there's got to be something in it for me. You know. And it's, there's not. The flesh profits. not. That's why it's only those that are called God could possibly serve Him. There's no way you could possibly talk it. The message that I'm preaching to you this morning is death. It's a ridiculous message. The only thing that would make it of any value is that it's truth. And that there is God. And we are so far off the of base, we can't even hear it when truth is being spoken. Why is this happening? Why can't you do this? Because my eyes are not on following Jesus. It's on my circumstances. And that's, what he's, that's got to be continually killed in our life. But see, we, we tend to forget that real easy. Even though I would guess there's dozens of Scripture where Jesus is speaking to us very plainly. We've a great mechanism in our mind. But we know. But let me tell you, this is the way it... But if we look at the life of Jesus, there is no but we know. Like I said, what did he hold back from serving God? He became... Despicable in his own eyes. He said, I, I'm not even a man. I'm a worm. I've given up everything. And this in this world's value, that's what put him on that cross. He thought he was from God, he's not from God. If he was from God, he'd come off that cross. If he was all those things come against you in less warnings, but nevertheless the same effect. If we believe that, we walk away from truth, longer following God. We might be honest, but we're not following truth. Because God has given us a hard saying, and then we wonder why miracles are not taking place. Well, because we we missed the day of our visitation. Jesus said these beware, because you missed the day of your visitation. There's some heavy stuff going to come down upon your head speaking to the children of it. Because they just wouldn't wouldn't add up. Are you following that? Okay. John eighteen. John eighteen. Not John eighteen. That's not the run. Right um, Let's turn to Matthew fourteen. How did I get that? Maybe it's John eight. Let me take a quick look. John eight. No. Okay. Matthew four nineteen. the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 18, And Jesus walked by the sea of Galilee. He saw two brethren, some son called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting nets upon the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, What did he say to them? Be good. Change your life. Follow me. This is the call to you. This is the call to the church. This is the call to everyone to drop your nets, they once fishermen. They were no longer going to be fishermen. They were going to become disciples, and they would drop their life and say, "I follow Jesus." John six. John six. John six. John six, John six. John six sixty. I believe we can be disciples and never fulfill God's purpose when he speaks to us because there's something else that will rise up in us and this is exactly what happens in chapter 60, verse 60 and we're going to see the call that just had originally called these men and women mostly probably men here in this case they do not hold that as central truth and something else rises up in them. How dare he talk to me like that? I cannot who they actually said this. And you'll see this too. Who can hear this? Not just oh, I can't th-. I mean come on, be reasonable. How could he possibly ask us to do that? And how many times Well they all other judges, other people, I have always how dare he talk to us like that? Who possibly? Have you ever said that? Who possibly? Let's be honest here. Who possibly could do this? And honesty will say, no one. Therefore, I will not do it. Truth must be above our greatest desire. Truth must be of honesty in that sense. Because there Jesus is going to speak. And the disciples, something happens to them that doesn't happen to the twelve. And many, therefore, of his, what? His disciples. Don't think that you go to church even here. You know, I don't even know what that means. But sometimes I like to fall back on that. Well, I've always served God. That's great. He's got some more hard sayings for you. He would have some more hard sayings to Peter. The one that said you are going to be the rock. You have the keys. And Peter would go back from following Jesus to back fishing. And all Jesus, what would he say is, follow Come back, original call. And many therefore of his disciples; these were not casual followers. These were people that had one day had followed Jesus. They had recognized the call. They had seen the vision. Paul had seen his life. Oh, but seeing a vision, having a wonderful experience, does not change your life. It gives you a good feeling. It is meant to grasp who. And say, my son, hear me. Many people have actually seen God's work, and because they've seen God's work, they have turned away from Him. Man, how come I? I'm in the, the Mount of Transfiguration on the road to As. We've seen all these things, and now He's dead. Oh, follow me, regardless of what you see, regardless of the battles that are in your mind. Follow me, but it will cost you everything why Jesus says, take up your cross and deny yourself. It's not easy in this life to follow Jesus. It will cost you everything. And unless you are willing, and it's not easy, and there's only times that you're not willing, but I come to the place saying, take up my cross? What does that mean to you? It's going to be so in hard in your flesh where you're going to drop sweats of blood. I can't do that. I've always thought this. I don't know. I can't see why God it. I don't understand. And the church is abusing. It. And does anybody? I... Does anybody else have that raging animal in them besides me? No. Okay. Well, go. Thank you. Glad we have somebody. See, Jim Durkin once described the trained soul. See, now we have soul, and most of the time our soul can, we, you know, to get along in society to get what we want. See, many people are nice, not because they're nice. They want to get something. Oh, uh, oh, you know, how many spare you. can you help me here? Oh, isn't that person? nice? No, he's just trying to get something. But the untrained soul, by, Jim used to talk about, is like a jungle chimpanzee. And at times, maybe it's nice if it's got a banana. As soon as it's done with a banana, it's And you take away that banana from the from the chimpanzee, and guess what's going to happen? Ah! now I don't know if there's any here like that how many people have ever heard a heart scene that was not preluded by this is God speaking to you and you didn't recognize it in God? immediately you were offended then you start defending why and you immediately say that will make me a good person if I do think not following Jesus what? wait a minute that's not right that has to be destroyed in us. So there's going to be that. How I many of you, when you get like a raging animal? Now, probably most of us don't see that too much from any of us. Some of you have seen it in me. And I'm not saying as a matter of like I'm, I'm telling you that. I'm telling you this, man. This, I got some problems here. I, I just, you know. Serving God is not something you do naturally. I, you don't. There's no one here that would say the people that want to serve God naturally run away from them. Paul was one that served God naturally. And he was persecuting the church. The only ones that can serve God are the sinners. The one that broke the alabaster box is going to make a total fool of herself and embarrass all the good folks. The ones that hey, we're serving God. God is intended to embarrass you and to show you that the only ones who can really serve and praise God are the sinners. Now, should we continue in bold saying I'm going to? No, that would be stupid. But those that recognize their wretchedness would actually come and say, "Lord, everything I've ever done in my life, like Paul, I throw that away. Whatever I valued, whatever I thought was right, even when I thought, now most many of us actually tried to do right. Now, there's very few people. I think that number is probably growing." But actually say, you know what, I'm just going to try to make my life the worst that I can possibly. I think there's times that we get pushed into those places. But most people do that, which is right in their own sight. Why do you believe the Incarnation? Well, you see, it's like this and, I, uh, and, and Why do you, like, do this? Why don't you go to church? Most people don't go to church because they're so righteous. Oh, God doesn't. I believe we can find God in the forest. You can find Paul maybe there too. Most of us have are so arrogant that we will not accept truth those are the things that have to come come down. But most people, like I said, we set out to do good. Now most of us probably didn't make. I mean, you know, along the way my good line becomes worse. How many people? Oh, I want to ask this question. How many people use? I, I don't. I'm not asking for a show of hands. How many people did bad things in order to be good? Yes. I did drugs to get a higher consciousness, so that I could know God. It wasn't my fault. God's fault. I had to do it. How many people just drink? Just needed a break. How many people don't come to church? You just can't take the pressure. Sounds like it's all about you. If Jesus was in that place, he said, "Let them all burn." I don't need the pressure, man. What an ungodly mentality that we have accepted. Jesus Jesus doesn't click. And we get mad at him for that. Amen? I've been in this place lately. <laughs> the last fifty years. It's <laughs> becoming more evident. I kinda of have this whining relationship with the Lord. Sometimes I'll wake up early and you know I just I just, you know, I don't know what I don't know what he thinks about it. Something you know, I said, Lord, you know what I'd like? A hug here in bed. Can you do that? I don't get one. No, why doesn't he do that? I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't know. But I got to say, this is writing. Wouldn't it be nice if God could just talk? Wouldn't you, have God, up here, better than me? It won't offend me if you say yes. I would because I I, I hate having to prepare every Sunday. I mean, why didn't God just, you know, do that? you know what? He doesn't. And that's the way he works. In another way, we can say it that way the dipsy doodle works. There's certain things that we, well, why, 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 why? He's not telling you why. He's telling you, I am. Follow me. Take up your cross. The cross is going to be putting down the why. Doesn't mean it's going to go away. But in the why and in all the frustration, you will continue to follow him. And that molds his nature in you. And you begin to hear. His voice and his voice say, "I'll show you what great things will suffer for my namesake. From once being a Pharisee, where everybody affected you and kissed your hand, they're going to call you crazy. They're going to cast you out temple. Well, that doesn't make sense. I don't. Want to. How many people had a better life before? That's why the Bible says, if you look back." Be careful don't look back you may be mindful of the country from once you came. Well, you might do. You might return. Not return. Paul returned. So many of the disciples that Paul worked with said they returned back to this present world. Why? Because there is nothing of value in this earth that will remain. It's only His Word and His will that will remain. And I don't understand that. Think, oh man, you know I used to have it easier before. I used to, man, if I could just. No, you did not, you foolish person. We're living in sin and hell. But you were just so dull you couldn't hear my voice, and so you thought you were well off. have a truth and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ all that he's concerned about is fulfilling his purpose and that's the will of God he's not necessarily concerned about all these things that we're concerned that's why Jesus said don't worry about all these things those are we, we get by pretty well but there's going to come some sometimes maybe we don't get by well you know what then that's God's will and Lord let me praise you in things as well let me follow you let me know you take up your cross now, your cross will be mostly up here. There's going to come things to this. like he says here. Take up your cross and do what? Deny yourself. And don't cover it up with a bunch of God rhetoric. Well, I'm gonna god. I don't think I need to become sick. Well, I've read my book. Hogwash! Pharisees came across like that. He didn't have, you know, that's about the only group that I know Jesus had really nothing nice to say. They'd come up and say, "Um, Rabbi, teacher, says, You generation of vipers and snakes. Doesn't this guy have any social skills? Doesn't he not get along with these people? Didn't seem to be his high suit. Didn't seem to be what he was interested in. Okay. Take up your cross, deny yourself, and do what? Follow. At this point, this is what I want to say. There's only one reason I would not follow Jesus. There's only one. Do you know what that is? You all, you all probably do. Well, we don't want it. It's even better than that. I, I, I wrote it. It's to do what I want to do. Don't put no spin on it. And these all left me, Paul said, to do what they wanted to do. To go back to their own thing. Paul said, I can avoid persecution easy. Just get along with some people. Just co- How come we can't get along in this church? Well, there's certain things I'm not supposed to get along with. There's certain things you ought to stop doing. There's certain things you ought to start thinking. There's certain things you ought to start... And these people, these disciples that were following Jesus, Jesus was interested in having them have a relationship with the Father that had. wasn't interested in keeping 5,000 people around that... We're just taking up space, looking for bread. Huh? Bread? The bread class? I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Pretty good deal here. And many of their four disciples, when they heard this saying, this is a hard saying. And again, not who can hear it. We like to spread the blame around, don't we? Adam, what did you do? Well, it wasn't my fault. See, the woman that you gave me, and here it goes. Eve, what? Did, well, you was the, it was a serpent. What could I do? When you hear a hard saying and you don't want to do it, don't you find some other people to be with you on it? I always found it more fun to be in trouble with somebody else. could almost do anything if I had someone else be caught with me. Does anybody have that experience? How many people did? I mean, some of us have done bad things by ourselves. But it was a bummer getting caught by y'all. Hey, come on, we're going to break into old, what's-her-name's house. Yeah, it's like a great idea. I don't know what we're thinking. You know? Hey, this is over here. Let's go do that. Yeah, that sounds... As long as we had someone to bl- blame. That goes way back in our sin nature. So again, where are the voice that says, Man, I think he's being unreasonable. Who? That comes our... Come on, who could... Who even ask you to do something like that? Jeez. Who could hear it? And when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured, did you know murmuring? Probably not a great quality that God looks after. Does anybody here know what? anybody here not know what murmuring means? It's kind of that talk you have in your. I don't know what. Does he think is And I don't know. And maybe it doesn't come out like that. It come out. So again, it depends on how well you've dressed your monkey. Oh, well, see, I'm just looking. No, no, you're still seeing the same thing. Actually, I think it would be better to flip out and be nailed. At least that way you could get corrected. Okay. And when Jesus knew, so much, the murmuring. Actually, you become familiar with it. Because you're probably not going to stop it entirely. might even get worse as time goes on. But you realize it's ungodly. It's murmuring, and it's not truth. Because the voice of the Holy Spirit is what? It's a small voice. The murmuring usually drowns out. Ah, well, yeah, I, yeah I, know. I know what the Bible says, but man, no one's going to treat me like that. Well, I know what the Bible says, but we got to be people too. I know what God says, but i got to take care of myself. Where did this still small voice come? You drowned it out because I chose to hear myself rather than the call follow me. Oh, deny self. Oh. Boy, he wanted to do that. And when Jesus knew the murmuring, he says, does this offend you? Does what I'm saying bother you? He says, what if you see the sun of man ascend up on where he was before? Verse 63. It is the spirit that quickens. It's the spirit that gives life. Now here it comes. And this is where the miracles are going to start taking place. It's only by the Spirit that you're quicken. All your ring, all the reasoning, all the "Yeah, but nobody else does." Yeah, I thought I have to take care of myself. And what happens? What happens if it doesn't work? Well, uh, what happens? Jesus, what happens if it didn't work? What happens is after He was crucified, went down into hell for three days? It didn't. Work. Whether it works or not is not in your hands. Follow me. Are you sitting in God's position? Um, man, I'm trying to make it all work. You know, it's like the little rector set. You know, the talking. No. God, you have it. I'm going to show you by death you will glorify God. And good disciple, as an apostle, Peter would rise up and say, about him. See, those things are in us because, like I said, the only people who can praise God are those who can come and say, you know, that's me. And Jesus, here's a wonderful answer. Here is a, comes a spiritual answer from risen Messiah. It's none of your business. How many people if I said that too would be offended? It might be for that reason you need to get over being a bit. It's really none of your business with John. Lee. I don't know if it was John. None of your business. I told you to do something. Oh, but then we get really how many people how many people just it's not fair? How come? See, all that stuff is just it's not in it's not in here. You know where it is? It's in here. And the Bible says my mind needs to be renewed. How many people here are treated worse than anybody else in the Can I see your hands? Yeah, that would be me. That'd be me. You gotta stand in line. Got to stand in line. Sorry, you don't have it near as bad as I do. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, how many of you look at other people and say, Boy, if I had, it was, you know, if I had well, boy, if I just had trade you in it, you could have all. There's some people that God has particularly, and I'm saying this only in jest, picked on. I think the apostles were one. Paul seemed to understand that. He said, we think, oh, apostles. You see the, the stained glass, they have the halos. You know, they have swords being stuck in there so they don't feel it. Hogwash. Paul says, I think God picked on us especially. He gave us the ministry of being apostles. And I'll tell you why. They have this wonderful office. I have a Kindle. What do they call them? I just saw one this morning. Yeah, Nash had one. I remember the name of Kindle. says no. Now you might have some of those things, but beware, the more things you have, the more they compete with you following Jesus. You don't have to have a lot. Like I told you, I had a handful of keys and three moose teeth. had a backpack, not a bag. it was just a pile of stuff that. I'm not written. Oh, I'll tell you, those things were I'm moosty. My wife threw them out. just, she did not appreciate. How many people are just not appreciated? Anybody here like that? Good. People have never been loved enough. What a stupid thing to say. I mean, what we buy into it, see? Because we don't realize that following Jesus is more important than your stupid sympathy. Oh yes, I understand you're not loving. Why don't we just shut up and mind your own business? Well, that might offend them. Good. Because if we're, you know, the more we get offended, the more we're being made perfect in love, yeah. till nothing offends us. Yeah. Wow! How many people are falling short? Yeah. Okay, now you got something to work on. Shut up and not be offended. And when I'm not being offended, I'm, I'm walking in love. Yeah. Now, if you do have a problem, that's good. That's proving that the Holy Spirit work in you. Yeah. Okay. There's only one who's perfect, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are being perfected in Him and by Him according to His plan and His purpose. Okay, where do we go here? From the moose teeth, here we go. It's the Spirit that gives life. And it's not going to make sense to you. If I can prove to you something, someone can prove you out of it. If I can talk you into things, your mind is going to talk you out of it. I don't know how many times I've been right in leaving the church. Leaving my wife, going back, doing things. I mean, I'm, I i am I'm ready. Some, how, many, how many people have ever had days like that? You're more ready than others? Yes. Well, you're going to have days like that. Mama said you'd have days like that. It'd be days like that, Mama said. I think that's part of the curse in the universe. Did your mother ever say when you get married, you're going to have children just like you? And you think, oh, yeah, yeah, dope. Oh, God. Except the mother. Beware. Start paying attention. Those are not idle things. You want to break that curse. Could you imagine having kids like yourself? Ah! Okay. Hey. It's the spirit that quickens. Lord, I cannot do it on my own. Every value that I have, I, I, I must let that go. When I hear truth... Now, who spoke these words? Was it God? I'm going to split hairs here. It was not God. It's Jesus Christ speaking to a ridiculous situation that had nothing to do with what they thought it was about. It was a man that had a bunch of weirdos around him. Oh, they saw some great things. Oh, did miracles. Anybody here ever see a miracle? I mean, honestly, I have seen people raised from the dead. I have seen miracles happen in my life. I haven't. No people here have seen miracles. Okay, good. That's wonderful. These people's miracle. The miracle wore off in about an hour. We used to. I, I love this story because it was just so clear to me. Someone came in. We worked tw- twelve hours a day, seven days, and I worked at night. And most of the people were at my maturity level. Okay, at that time, which meant <laughs> it was a bad scene. <laughs> Someone throws a chair through the window. This lady comes in. She's deep-possessed, foaming at the mouth doing this thing. She dropped down dead. Just dead. Well, we got donuts. I don't have time. For this. Good night. I want to get home. You know, go die somewhere else. This is the way people think. You, you know you're going to always think like a person? Unless God intervenes. So be a person. You know, the, the, I'll tell you what my biggest beef is. God didn't make me a How many people like making mistakes? get in an accident? Well, see, now, insurance people know that we're going to be people. And they capitalize on it. The church hasn't figured that out in 2,000 years. Oh, boy, how come the church, how come those people in church? That's the way it's supposed to be. Sell insurance to them. Purposing comes in, drops down dead. I mean, just weird spirits going all over the place. This is maybe 30, over 30 years ago, yeah. And all of a sudden, there's this guy, I forget his name, do you remember that guy? Anyway, he says, Henry, Henry. He says, let's pray for her. <laughs> hey, it's, it's like 5 in the morning. We've been working. How many people have ever worked at night? Yeah. It does something weird to your brain. It's not, it's not normal. Yeah, thank you. But I'm recovering. <laughs> and so we, get, we start praying in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the stuff that you see on the movies starts happening. But we didn't know it was weird. She comes back to life. And guess what we did? Praise God, she's back to life. We got bread out of the oven. So coming back to life isn't going to get the bread out. Be kind to think that. Wow. You know, Jesus was transfigured on the mount. You know what they said? Let's go back down there. I don't want to stay up here where it's nifty. No, God is not. That's not His intention. He doesn't want you to be nifty doesn't want you to be a museum piece. He wants one, and please, I don't know how else to put this, but he, he wants someone to kick around. Or to be kicked around. i make the apostles. Did we ever say that? We never said that. Here's what the image of the apostle was. We are the off-scouring of the earth. That which runs off, which nobody wants. And this is what God has created. The apostles. But now when you thought, I want to be in the work of the ministry, nobody thinks of being a sewer. Oh, I would be like, oh, he drives his. I think if you got nice cars, you got nice stuff. I think pa- Paul had a nice tent. <laughs> I, I do, you know, because he made a tent. He probably had nice little tassels on it. You know, <laughs> I like tassels. Yeah. I really don't. Anyway, okay, we'll say on. But we think, when I say, how many people here would like to be in ministry? Everybody's going to respect you, and you always have a word fresh from the Lord. And you have a nice suit, and everything like this, and oh, and your office. I don't know where that idea came from, because none of us were like that. Jesus wasn't like that. Paul said that's not who we are, but we mistake out following Jesus, and our idea is just to satisfy people. We must start favoring because hey, I'm I'm not a dummy. I'm saying that facetiously. How many people here know some things? how you ought to act and also act like don't act like you act like you know nothing so that God can speak to you a lot of things we, we do we, we don't we follow Jesus we don't follow Jesus because of what we know so anyway miracles are wonderful but that's not what God, anyway we this guy this lady gets raised from the dead we get the bed out and everything's on I'm like man I am pumped I'm like I can't wait to go home and tell Christy she had to go she was not feeling well at that time she you know some of us spirit men had to hang around and get the donuts out, but I let my wife go. I'm a good guy. And so she went home, and uh, and we were sleeping on this. Remember those rattan mats? They had uh, bed bugs in them. We just were eating up a lot. I mean, it just, it just wasn't. We weren't being treated right. right. I mean, you know, why is this happening? Someone needs to know what, you know. How many people here just, your call of God, who you really are, nobody appreciates. They don't really appreciate it. They didn't appreciate Joseph. They don't appreciate David. They don't appreciate Abraham. They don't appreciate Jesus. Maybe good company. Maybe God's not quite ready when you are. He has something else might be looking at. If you're not appreciated, thank God. You might be just where you're supposed to be. And any person who really should be doing the work should be pointing to Jesus and not to selves. If you're not appreciated, there might be two reasons why. You don't have anything appreciated for possible. Or, how many people ate an unripe plum or a persimmon? Ever eat an unripe persimmon? (laughs) You're not ready. You're not ready. So we go home, and I'm like, man, I just can't wait to see Steve. And it's like, we got in a horrendous fight. Right after we, re- I mean, I laid hands on someone and they were raised from dead. How much better can you get than that? I'll show you. First off, you had nothing to do with that. I did that. But what I wanted you to do is not go home and get enough of your wife. But she, yeah, I just. You re- raised someone from the dead. How could you possibly go wrong? Well, raising someone from the dead first, God did that. no... There's no qualification or no. Thank you. Of raising someone from the dead or seeing a miracle or being used of God and not being used of the devil five minutes later. Look at Peter. Man, God, you that's God speaking through you, Peter. You start feeling pretty good. I think I go, my, my wife's got to appreciate that. Wives don't seem to appreciate the same thing husbands do. And when you force them to do that, the miracle becomes very small, the bike gets very big. Yes, I think we need miracles. And I think we will have more miracles as we start seeing God speaking to us and start vo- stop valuing the miracle and start valuing Him and following Him. Then it would be like, oh, yeah, raise someone from the dead. Yeah, that guy came out of a heart. We raised him from the dead. Yeah, that guy happened. We got sick the that normal thing. You don't see like, wow, man, Jesus goes, wow, how would that happen? Man, this is repeat. Just that's, that's the life of God. It just, it just happens. The Spirit quickens. The flesh profits nothing. Beware when you hear a word that starts to do this, and your mind starts saying, "Well, this is why I shouldn't do it. This is that's profit." The spirit that speaks to you, Jesus, I want you to go to the cross and die. Excuse me. What? What am I? I don't have to do that. I'm the Son of God. I, the flesh profits nothing. Love lays down its life that's following Jesus. The words that I speak to you are certain in life. They're not natural. He's not trying to convince you. He's not trying to prove something to you. He's not saying, well, this is why I'm telling you to do this. this is why. They're hearing it as God. And that's why these people were first drawn to Jesus. They had heard the words of eternal life. They had seen a miracle. But now they're going to go home and their wife is going to greet them. And the dear, were they just excited about the wow? No man, I'm saved. Now I can be got smutty pants in my own right. Ro- or I'm gonna say, now God work in me. I'm gonna hear things that I've never heard before. I'm gonna know that you are the you are the word, words of eternal life. And that I'm gladly lay down my life. And I'm become changed. And that's when we're gonna love one another in unity. They were the okay. The Spirit, they are. But there are some that okay. Uh, therefore coming out, okay. Now verse sixty six A hard saying comes. Does this hard saying really have anything to do with anything that they're dealing with? No, not really. It seems to be out of left feet. You know, eat my body, drink my body. What is he talking about? That seems ridiculous. And we're gonna look at these other we talked about last week. These sayings that come up is like, huh? I don't get the why. I don't get the connection of, if I do this, how this works. I don't either. But that's not what He's explaining to you. He says, do you love me? Do you hear me? Do you understand who I am? Then begin to incline that ear and all the other voices that come up, all their whys and reasons and fleshly ideas. Well, I don't do this, and I think no one tells me. That is your denying yourself and saying, I believe what He says. But if we do not hear those hard sayings, the miracles... We miss our miracle that the twelve didn't miss but it cost the twelve their life because this is what most people will do according to the scripture five thousand left Jesus disciples, people that had known Jesus had seen him, had heard his words had seen the miracles but there was something they didn't want to do they didn't want to hear anymore they had some integrity left they had some godliness left. They had some honesty left. They had some things that they knew were right. No one's going to push them around. Thank God Jesus was pushed around. And who pushed Jesus around? Uh, look at it clear. Not, 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 we, 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 we'd, we'd, we'd be misrepresented if we only said God, because all of us would do it if God did it. Right? Would you let the devil push you around? And most of the time, I've seen people leave church and go, The devil's going to. It says, and that's what the Bible says. It says, Jesus said, The spirit of darkness is time, is now. He's ruling. He will have his way now, but only in the purpose of God. And I see, Man, that's a devil. Beware. God allows nothing to take this unless his hand is on it to you. But see, that's a nice, godly, righteous way of. I don't let the to let God do whatever he needs to do. God give me wisdom. Give me understanding to hear your voice and to follow you. Uh, and verse 66 and from that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. They would not hear him anymore. There was a point that he came and that it. And these disciples it says the disciples walked with him more. Then they didn't hate him. They just said, "I will not hear that. I'm done." And this is where many of us—we have areas of life that say, "No," and we don't continue to walk on with Jesus because the price is your life. The price is your values. You value—we value ourselves and our ideas more than Jesus. And this is this—the call of discipleship is follow me. And we're going to continue to look at missing your miracle in the weeks to come. And to see those hard sayings that come. And people hearing the Spirit of God past the words or the action that God puts before them. And those people's lives yet speak to us. And it's the kind of people that will change the world. Not going to change the world necessarily, but man, Many things that the Bible is by one man's disobedience. What did Adam and Eve do? They well, just kind of ate the fruit. That was not a big deal. One man's obedience, sin entered into the world. And by one man's obedience, sin was overcome. Many times, when our. Well, the Bible says, when your obedience is filled, what, well, what am I asked to do? How is your bed this morning? How is your. I don't see. E body, drink my blood. I don't see the correlation. You're not here to see the correlation. You're here to follow Jesus. Oh, I see. And then pretty soon i think. and I'm starting to move along that path. Where Peter, he got it. Still made some mistakes. way he moved inexorably towards that purpose that God had for him. We're going to put those things, and we're going to start to. I hope that here to say, that God has for me. That's what I'm going to. You know, it'll change my entire view on everything. I will no longer be the same person. Aren't you glad? Paul was no longer the same person. He could have—I mean, could you imagine what he would be writing if he just got saved, saw a great miracle? It's still main Paul. We'd be under the law, we'd be keeping this and keeping that. He said, "No, it's Jesus to sell it all." Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, Father, thank you for Your Holy Spirit that continues to open eyes of our ask your blessing in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.